0: Why should you visit TheChairShot.com?
1: TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. (laughs)
2: You're welcome. Here comes the big dog.
0: What is up? A very happy Wednesday to you out there listening to this, the Babyface Heel podcast. The Babyface Heel podcast, because there's two sides to every storyline. I am the heel, Patrick O'Dowd is the babyface, and Miranda Morales is stuck in the middle. Forced to be the referee, the peacekeeper, the tweener, free to choose at sides as she wishes. Of course, when I say I, that is Greg DeMarco. You can follow me all over social media. That's Twitter. That's the Twitter. Facebook and Instagram at ChairShotGreg. You can also follow the website, which is TheChairShot.com, at Chair Shot Media. Visit TheChairShot.com for wrestling reviews, opinions, and analysis, all done with the attitude that you've come to know and love. But also stay for everything else. We are so much more than a wrestling website at this point. It's sports. It's entertainment. It's sports entertainment. You can find it all at TheChairShot.com.
1: TheChairShot.com. Always use your
0: head. Of course, this show joins many others as part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which we have typically three shows every single day, dropping at set points throughout the day, including shows like Bandwagon Nerds, the Chairshot Radio We've got the Hashtag Miranda Show, all shows that the three of us are involved in on a weekly basis. So do check those out. Be a part of that. You can tune in on Sundays to ChairShot Radio and hear Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar talk about hockey because who doesn't love to hear two guys talk about hockey? Like that's just – who doesn't love that? I mean – still listen to it anyway. Like seriously, listen to it anyway.
1: Are you you mocking our hockey?
0: Is that your question? Only time that I hear or think about hockey is when I listen to you and Dave talk about hockey. So no, I'm not mocking it. I, I do actually listen to it. So um that's on Sundays. On Mondays, you can listen to bandwagon nerds where Patrick O'Dowd hosts the bandwagon. Patrick O'Dowd. I, I need to talk to you about this. We're just gonna do it right now.
1: Yeah. Here in public I'm not, I'm not even I don't even care. I don't care. It's three hours long and you're gonna have to and do it's it. It's like two hours I long.
0: No, no, I'm not to worry about the length of the show. Um no, which problem? We've been doing this. We've been podcasting for almost 10 years, right? You and me. Okay? Something like that, yeah. You're, you're the day one-ish. In May, we will do something to celebrate 10 years of podcasting, right? Who knows what? I've got a few ideas. I, I, I'm too busy to figure it out. Of course, our 10-year anniversary happens to coincide with the next IZW show, so that's just going to be great, right? But we'll have to figure it all out. Um, Miranda can tell you. Patrick can tell you. My lady do, a
1: li- do a live broadcast podcast from the show.
0: That's Ooh. definitely not going to happen. Not with the, um, I don't know if you know this Patrick O'Dowd but I run that show and um as, do as, you? as much as I pass on <laughs> as much as I pass on to people to do like Miranda Morales who's running around trying to collect missing theme songs this week um I definitely I'm still a chicken with its head cut off during, especially before an IZW event. So that is not going to happen. But we've been at this for 10 years. And, and there have been times where we have had multiple people on a show, right? And you've seen me <clears throat> many a time make the cardinal mistake of doing this. Hey, what do you guys think about blank? Oh, you're talking about that moment. And then no one answers. And the reason why I bring it up is because Patrick Adel did it not once, but twice during the first 10 minutes of Bandwagon Nerd. The first was during the open because he doesn't do what I do. Like he introduces all three people and he's like, gentlemen, how are you doing? And, and, and basically, he, here's anybody who's out there who's thinking about podcasting. Okay, I'm going to give you, it's not rule number one of podcasting. Uh, but it's rule number like six or seven, okay? If you ask everyone a question, you've asked no one a question. That's that's a big rule of, of podcasting because everyone else thinks someone else is going to answer unless that one person's chomping at the bit and you kind of know that because most people do video stuff nowadays. But yeah, just always call on somebody, just always. Just, just learn from my mistakes, my copious years of mistakes. No. Always calling.
1: I'm used to David Ungar talking for like three hours. So I figured he would just jump in as usual. And then that was the one time. My favorite was the second time, though, if you're really going to call one out, uh-huh. where I then was like, all of you nodding is really helpful <laughs> to answering the question. That's what I thought about. It.
0: That's what I thought about this conversation right here. You said that. You blamed everybody else on the like, show. And I was sitting no, there in my car going. That is your you fault, Patrick O'Dowd, that everyone is nodding because you didn't throw it to I just, somebody.
1: I, I figured with Ray's ego being as huge as it was yeah, right? going into that show, I figured with Dave, I figured I figured we'd have the opposite problem where we talk over each other, yeah. especially if you looked at the bandwagon nerds chatter. They were all like, we can't wait to talk about this stuff. And so, sure. And, and if I,
0: you're right about Ray's ego. Like if if anybody knows about... Uh, an out of control ego it's me and i definitely you can tell when miranda's not paying attention because she would have laughed at that if she was paying attention but uh yeah, she, she's like checking her palm.
2: <laughs> uh because i'm actually multitasking as well as greg said i am literally getting music right now for okay people. continue,
1: wait, wait, when's continue. The, carry on the show's what on sunday or something saturday when's this show saturday, saturday. you saturday. got like five you got like five days what are you worried about okay you've Don't been there question
0: You've been there when I've
1: done <laughs> so this. I'm asking okay. that question, You've no, no, no great. Now you. Now let's let's talk about like, I know. our relationship. You're the guy you who, me. when
0: I said I had cancer, immediately made fun of it. I know. Okay, I was there, so I right, understand. Like
1: what? It's just who cares if you know random indie wrestler in Arizona doesn't get the perfect song? Like,
0: I really. Oh, hope I'm sorry, i got kidding. None of those indie wrestlers in Arizona hear what you just said. That's what I really hope. Well, here's <laughs>
1: the, here's the thing: is they've they the, some of those folks have interacted with me. And then reintroduced themselves to me later on. So I'm actually not particularly worried about it. Like I feel pretty safe here in Massachusetts. I still, I will still never forget. I've talked to Dom Vitale. I can't tell you how many times I've met Dom. And then the last time I worked the door at your show, he's explaining to me who he was and why I should let his girlfriend in or whoever it was. I don't even remember who it was, but like this, I had to be like, Dom, we've met more than once oh yeah you're you're oh dad and i was like i get it i'm just the dude like i'm a forgettable guy i'm not really worried about it. like Aww. and, and is hey. gonna come through oh i'm totally forgettable i it's i was once called not important while receiving a goodbye handshake at a wrestling event you while true, i remember
0: that i remember that
1: well while, while true it was a dick move and shouldn't be done but anyway, yeah. especially and that guy's you, a dick. Like we've talked about it. That person is a dick.
0: Yes. Yes. So he can
1: eat a dick, a bag of dicks. Okay. All of the dicks.
2: Well, this escalated quickly. No kidding. Right. I've had I'm a bad just, night. I've I guess
1: I went on it. Okay. I had a, I had a well, bad night. My, well, my the rest
0: of bandwagon nerds okay. was outstanding. And so don't even, don't even worry about that. By the way, For those of you who are listening out there, the voice you've just been talking to is the Wrestling Realist Patrick O'Dowd, who you can follow on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist Patrick O'Dowd. The other voice you've been hearing is that of the Queen of Soft Style, Miranda Morales. She is on Instagram and Facebook, but no Twitter, because she's the Twitterless heroine at the hashtag Miranda. Hashtag is spelled out. And there is an eye in Mirandica as well. It ain't Twitter, and we're not limited to the number of characters that can be used there. Of course, this show and many others, like I said, are part of the Chairshot Radio Network. You can hear them at thechairshot.com. They are also streaming on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and so many more. So head on over there to your favorite platform, like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review and tell a friend. If you like what you hear, let them know about it. If you don't like what you hear, tell them anyway, let them listen. And then they can tell you what you think. And you can have an engaging conversation about our podcast. Yes. I realize that's never going to happen, but I don't care. I'm going to keep throwing that suggestion out there until somebody does it. So that's uh yeah, that's where we are. So We've got a fun show planned for everybody here today. We're going to talk about Bob Lashley. I insist on calling him Bob Lashley, even though Rusev isn't a person anymore. Well, he's still a person. He just has a different name. Um, and, you know, for being wasted in WWE, he's now being wasted even more in AEW. But we're going to talk about Bob Lashley. We're going to talk about Sting. And we're going to have some fun on this week's edition of the Babyface Heal Podcast. Miranda, I mean, I think you uh, I think you got to ask me to do something. I don't know.
2: Yeah, go ahead I get you to wind it. Wind it up.
0: Consider it wound.
2: It's time. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to Pro slash well that's slash the chair shot. So you can get your chair shot t-shirt today. You go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, and there you can find over twenty five different t-shirt designs, all in support of thechairshot.com. And you can specialize your order; you can get different styles, different colors, and they're all fantastic. So you cannot go wrong. Uh, t-shirts start at nineteen ninety nine. If you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, well. You can find an abundance of awesome stuff, including shirts in support of various podcasts, uh, such as A Winner Is You, uh, Bandwagon Nerds, uh, The Queen of Soft Style T-shirt, and, of course, Everybody Hates Greg. Uh, That Also, check out the OG ChairShot logo. That's one of my favorites. Uh, ChairShot Worldwide. uh, Hashtag Journalism. Uh, hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling, an abundance of amazing t shirts for you at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So go there today and order your chair shot t shirt. Promotional
1: consideration paid for by the following
0: Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chair shot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code chair shot to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. We are back. Thank you for checking out those commercials, listening to them, just like heading over to com forward slash the chair shot that helps support what we do here. So definitely listen to those. We appreciate you doing that, picking up shirts, doing everything that you can for us. So thank you for that this week. We are talking about some Bob Lashley. Now, if you haven't been paying attention, I can't imagine that, that you don't know about this. Even if you don't watch I'm pretty sure you know about this. So Bobby Lashley, was running around with the United States Championship, lost said championship at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, however, was not pinned. Matt Riddle pinned John Morrison to become the new United States Champion, freeing Bob Lashley up for what what everybody now knows is bigger and better things after Drew McIntyre is successful in retaining his WWE Championship, which, by the way, is still officially called the WWE World Championship, so i to point that out. In the Elimination Chamber, Bob Lashley attacks... Drew McIntyre opening the door for the Miz to cash in his money in the bank briefcase, which this briefcase has been through more than any other briefcase. It was won by Otis for some reason that none of us can comprehend at this point in time. At the time, maybe people were behind it now. I don't know. Cashed it in unsuccessfully in December, got it back on a loophole because it was Johnny Nitro Morrison Mundo who handed over the briefcase and then cashed it in at elimination chamber becoming the WWE champion for a second time and now setting up a program where he's going to have to defend that thing against Bobby Lashley and that match is going to happen this week on Raw. Now, to me, what this signals, and if you believe what's out there in, in, the, in the wrestling universe, and of course, you never know what to believe, the going word is that The Miz is not going to be in the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania, but Bobby Lashley is. So, I believe that this signals, the, finally, a main event run for one Bob Lashley, and possibly a run with the WWE Championship. Thoughts on Bobby Lashley Getting a push, a real big push, because he's gotten a push before in WWE. Patrick O'Dowd, we will start with you. Thoughts on one Bob, Bob Lashley. I like that we call him Bob now. I that's think it. that's, that's, that's
1: really the first thing. Like thing. That's, like that needs
0: to thanks to Rusev, and Bob up. Lashley. If, if, if we were talking about Robert Rude, you would have to be Bob Rude because <laughs> it's just, thank you, Rusev. <laughs> like that's Rusev's lasting contribution to WWE is Bob.
1: Yes, I mean, I'm just because Bobby, even you know, he's Bobby Lashley. Yeah, this didn't work. Look, I we've talked about the hurt business and how well this has gone as a group uh, on this show. We nominated plenty of them for various of the years and all of our different podcasting ventures. So it's to me, you're taking one of the most over groups with the arguably the most over guy in the group with the most over mouthpiece out there right now I'd put him up there well over anybody even in the WWE you know whether it's Smackdown or Raw because I hate Paul Heyman but it just makes total sense to to give this a try at the main mm-hmm. main event level and to make this a run at the main event level and to give Bob Lashley that that run he's the he's the heavyweight guy like he's the heavyweight guy so yeah i love it i'm all for it well I, you two text back and forth and laugh behind my back you don't know that oh you do know i see that, how it obviously. is really but, um, i hear phone buzz while yeah, I, was gonna, typing I was gonna i was gonna send Miranda a text reading.
0: i was gonna send a text tell somebody their phone is vibrating really loud and can be heard on the air but i didn't send that text <laughs> yet so i just said it instead um but um, i agree um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and,
0: and I want to I want to focus on something that you said there about the hurt business because to me this p- part of this is really a credit to the hurt business and what yes. MVP has done yes. in the hurt business and that it's I've said it so many times and no one listens. You guys listen, okay? But when I say no one listens, I don't mean you guys. WWE booking is a cycle, You ups and downs, and to be successful in the WWE, you've got to manage the ups and downs. Orton's gone through it. Edge has gone through it. So many people. Some people get the rocket ship right away and never come back down, right? But others don't. Look at AJ Styles. He's done it, <clears throat> okay? Bobby Lashley has been somebody who's done that. He when he came in. He was hot. He got hooked up with Leo Rush, which, by the way, vastly underrated partnership and, and manager mm-hmm. situation there. I really enjoyed that. Kind of wish he was part of the Hurt Businesses, like, you know. Kevin Hart and next Friday or whatever like that would just be really funny. Um but Leo Rush wants to be taken seriously despite being 5 foot 4 inches tall. But it's it's really like like that Bobby Lashley has ridden those ups and those downs. He left, he became successful, he fought He was, you know, TNA world heavyweight champion. He did all these things and he came back in WWE and he was getting a push. And then he was in this stupid storyline with Rusev and Lana, even though it was all their idea and, and creative let him run with it. And even that was the main event of raw for like a month and a half. Every week was whatever was going on in the Rusev, Lana and Bobby Lashley storyline. And he was bringing in ratings. That's the funny part. Um, Even though everybody hated it so much. And then he managed some more downs and then the hurt business happened and In WWE, if you stay ready when the opportunity presents Mm -hmm. itself, you can cash in on it. Cesaro just said in an interview, Cesaro just said, he was asked in an interview recently if he considered leaving before he signed his new contract. And he said, you have to explore all options. But I decided to stay home and be ready when the next opportunity Mm -hmm. comes up. That's the key to success in WWE. And Bob Lashley is ready. And guess what? That opportunity is here now. And I'm really excited about it. Miranda thoughts on the push of Bob. I might call this, I I might call this episode that, you know, I was subtitled the episode, the push of Bob might have to be the
2: push of Bob. Yes. I, I really like this. I feel like you're right. The timing is there the opportunity. And I also feel like this is a product of the empty arena quote unquote era that, not having a crowd has allowed some of these stories to develop in ways and pushes of people in ways that you're able to give it some time. You're able to give it the proper time it needs to, to nurture. And I think there has been a a big fan base that has wanted this push for Bobby Lashley for so long, but I also think other components about who's been champion at that time has played a role in it Um, where Bobby Lashley was on uh, the card and, When you think about what WWE has done, especially with Drew McIntyre this past year, is really built up the next big star, and they can kind of easily replicate that, kind of knowing what has worked with Drew McIntyre. They can do that with Bobby Lashley. And you also do have the Hurt Business who have created such a solid foundation as a group that it only adds to the legitimacy of Bobby Lashley. And it will also mean if he becomes champion, will add to the legitimacy of the Hurt Business as one of the best factions in the modern era, period. Um, now, and I, and I feel like we could say that already, but just adding him as champion to that would just solidify that even more. So I think that WWE isn't even really getting a lot of credit in the stars that they've helped build and building new stars, um, over this almost past year due to, to COVID and empty arena shows. Um, I feel like they've done that and, you know, fans will always look at what is missing and, and what they're still not doing, but I feel really optimistic about this as well, that he could have a good reign. Um, and it's also smart that they take the title off of Drew and put it on The Miz to kind of have this transition happen so you have the buildup build at WrestleMania. And you could even have Lashley win and have more of a long standing feud with Drew and Lashley, and that could really run a good part of the year and if they do it right, could be one of the best feuds we see not only in the entire year, but in quite some time. So it leaves a really high level of optimism for me. It leaves, you know, just seeing how someone with patience and also just timing uh, and all these factors coming together for the right thing.
0: So well, you gl- got it all
2: wrong. So I'm glad it you said got that. It all wrong. What, what do you mean? What's, what what? What I
1: Because well, we all know that this was really just a top secret WWE ploy to bury Drew McIntyre and push the kiss ass Miz to the top, followed by this then is not bury the Bobby the Lashley.
2: No, well, and, I mean, really, it's because all the up, WWE uh,
1: does is ruin everything. They suck uh, at everything, don't you?
2: <laughs> no, we're getting the terrible. title the title versus title match between Miz and Bad Bunny because all the really Oh, that's gonna be money. Exactly. Or they're I only interested money. in the money. So that I see what you're going at Pat but really my, that's my, what by this way, is
1: about. Mr the the irrevel- irrelevance of Bad Bunny who was the musical guest on Saturday night live because you know he's totally irrelevant and nobody knows who he is. No idea.
2: Nobody
0: did he have? Did he have his title on Saturday night live?
2: He did have it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, he had it on one of his songs.
0: That's Beautiful. That That's what we need to see. So I'm glad you said the things you said, Miranda, because I want to go into that a little bit, because here's the, the likely scenario. I wouldn't be surprised if Bob walks out of Raw next week as the WWE champion. It could happen at Fastlane. I kind of hope it happens on Raw because more people watch, right? There's a very good chance he then loses to Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania because this is all this year has been about the establishment of Drew McIntyre. I still firmly believe, despite the episode of Chair Shot Radio, Patrick and I did a couple of years ago, a couple of weeks ago, that they they want to push Drew McIntyre as as a megastar in this company. And he's about to win his third world title, probably at WrestleMania. Now, I've said it before, right? It's kind of a a, a rule to me in WWE. You're not truly some, winning a world title in WWE doesn't mean much, right? Jack Swagger, the great Khali, Jinder Mahal. Say it. Uh, Jinder, Say Jinder it. Mahal. Yes. There you Jinder go. Duh. Oh,
1: um,
2: that they've hurt, all you been, it hurt you a little
0: bit. It, of course it does. They've all been WWE champion once. And I even said it when, when Rey Mysterio won his third. I said, that's... That's an achievement. To me, winning a third world title is an achievement. And they're, they're going to do that to, to, to Drew in a year, which is, you know, again, WWE reigns are what they are. Um, But I honestly think that that's what we're headed towards. So if Bob gets a six to eight week reign with the WWE championship, Patrick, is that good or bad?
1: I don't think it's bad. I think it's more. We've talked about this before. It's just what happens next after he loses it. It's it's less about the rain itself because as we as, as I was joking about how fans are like if he has a 68 week run there's going to be those out there who are going to be like what's the point blah 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 it was so terrible and it's not really about that it's about the story they tell leading up to the match and then the stories they tell afterwards when they lose and can they continue that momentum and continue to be the strong character. Cause it's about character that they were getting the title and out of, you know, some of those other names you named, how strong was the character after they lost that belt? And the answer is not very. So that, that to me is what's like the success. I think it'll be, I think with MVP as the mouthpiece, uh with Bob Lashley, who who has gotten better at talking. He's not the complete black hole of talk that he used to be. That that they have the opportunity to build something to lose and then take another step and be and be bigger if if this keeps going the way that I think it can and should. Because I love what the Hurt business has done and I think mm-hmm. that they will keep going for a while. So yeah, I think it'll be fine. I think if he loses it'll be fine. And I think that he'll, and not fine as in bandwagon nerds, fine. It'll be fine as in he'll, he'll move forward. And the WWE is going to, if this hurt business thing keeps going the way it's going to go, they're going to continue to invest in that. Mm -hmm. And that'll lead to another title run, maybe a SummerSlam-ish time to get a victory. Maybe even one of those one-off pay-per-views that we don't even think about, like where he comes out of, they love doing that.
0: Payback weekend after SummerSlam again. Yeah, Um, right. You bring up a really good point about you know what, what they're doing. So, question for you, Miranda: Bob's forty-four, and and we know what the internet loves to talk about with people's ages. He's older than John Cena. He's older than Brock Lesnar, and yet no one seems to care. Um, given where he's at in his career, and, and he looks like he could go for a, much longer. Does he need this? Like, like not even does he need this? Because I think that's a dumb question. I think he does need this what will this do for him? Like legacy wise, just like his career in general, like does he need, I guess that does he need this to truly cap off his wrestling career?
2: I mean, I think in a way, yes, I think it's that one final attainable that he needs to really cap off his career as someone who's gone full circle full cycle with the company someone who was there left established himself in other companies established himself in you know the the world of of uh, MMA and came back and you know, capturing the one thing that seemed to elude him for quite some time, something that fans have felt that he should have been in the picture for quite some time, um, especially against Brock Lesnar. You know, he was the one name constantly mentioned as someone that, that fans would like to see and someone who would be formidable against Brock Lesnar. Um, maybe that's still in the cards as well, and this is help establishing that. But I, I do think that I'm sure for him personally, I'm I'm not sure, but I do feel like, you know, uh, in a fan's perspective, it this this is kind of the mis- the missing piece. You know, he's also part of a successful faction. You know, he's he's really done a lot and has come full circle, and I think that will really validate um, just all of the what fans and even the company, the faith they have in him, and even someone of of his age. I mean, it is age is talked about a lot, but also he is in a career prime. He's in a physical prime. Like why does not why does his age matter when he is that damn good?
0: Agree. Agree a hundred percent. And being off the road is so much, I think helps as well. Um, it's interesting because, you know, he was TNA world heavyweight champion, which is what may be equivalent to like being United States champion in WWE right now. It's equivalent to being cruiserweight champion in WWE, but that's, <laughs> rich swan that's ball. another stick. rich homie swan <laughs> that's cold um
2: we got hey opinions on that hey man he, we'll go- he that for another day he's
0: about to go over moose so i'm just just saying he's about to go over moose so then he's just gonna lose kenny omega who'll probably throw the belt in the trash can because that's what they think of it but again whole another topic for a whole another edition of the hashtag Miranda show not even this week so the last thing about this that i want to bring up and it's 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 just a personal thing for me being someone who has lived their entire life because these kind of things don't really change as hundred percent Italian. People love to throw the mob, the mafia, whatever at you. I love that tie in that's happening right now. Like, like the Miz made a deal with the devil and, and now he's got to pay it back. And what I love about the way they've positioned Bob Lashley is I think, and maybe it's my playlist. I'll, I'll acknowledge it. But I think we're about to see the destruction of The Miz next week on Raw, like when Brock Lesnar beat the crap out of John Cena at SummerSlam to win the, the WWE Championship the way he did. I think, because and, and The Miz don't need to be competitive. Like, The Miz is established. All right? I talked about it on the Tuesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio. He's the first ever two-time Grand Slam winner. Like, he's done it two times over. All right, not a Tiger Slam, not a Serena Slam. This is like the Grand Slam, WWE, The Miz has been around for 17 years. Longer than, uh, the same amount of time that Bob Lashley has been wrestling, by the way. And so, so getting destroyed by Bobby Lashley ain't going to hurt The Miz, but it would help even no. more Bobby Lashley. I almost feel like we're making up for lost time with Bobby Lashley right now because Mm -hmm. of of what you guys both said like it's been a long time coming but i love that mafia business and it fits in with the hurt business so well that tie-in where it's like you made your deal now you got to pay and i think that's what we're going to see next week so it's just personal for me i don't know if if will patrick go first but any thoughts on that but i just love the way that's playing in and i think it's a new wrinkle that can continue with the hurt business long after drew mcintyre wins the belt back at wrestlemania
1: it's also just a good comeuppance for the Miz uh, in terms of a story to tell. Like, like what you just told there is a, is a fun story because let let's be honest. Did did y'all watch the Little Miz video after he won the belt where he was all like, "Ooh, I don't want the Miz to win the title." Like, it's totally like we're going to crush this dude, and fans will love it because of who it's happening to and you know he got his wish and now it's getting taken away like i think it makes a lot of sense i think it would be a lot of fun and people want to see the miz get the shit kicked out of him he is just the quintessential chicken shit heel that you want to see get a beat down and he just but he just does it with attitude and flair you know he's not he's not the honky talk man he's he's gonna He's going to be the chicken shit, but he's going to be brash about it. And he's going to love every minute of how awesome he is. And you're going to want to see him get killed.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I agree completely. Miranda, any, any thoughts on the same stuff with the mafia tie in the way that Miz is is going to get it handed to him? Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe, maybe they don't, maybe he weasels his way around and and escapes and has to defend it at payback or payback at Fastlane.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to see a big title change on, on Raw. That's something. It's a, it's a rarity and it feels like a special moment when that happens. And so if they do that, I think it only enhances this moment and how really there's a, a, a huge you know, changing of the guard with the championship when you have it on Raw. So I would prefer to see it on Raw. I understand if they wait till payback because they have gives them a little bit more time to build up the story. But I also I mean, at this point, we all know Miz is just a transitional champion. And uh, it, it just whether it's next week or a few weeks from now, time is up for him. So why not kind of make it shorter? And, and as Patrick mentioned, too, it's very much of a comeuppance on all the things that he's done. I mean, how he even won money in the bank, how he even got to this point is a, a lot of that chicken shit tactics. And to be able to almost, you know, that, that cosmic karma uh, that deal with the devil of you wanted it so bad, but what was the price that you paid for it? Um, and that's really, I mean, what the hurt business is about—strictly business. And anyone else that gets, you know, anyone that gets in their way pays that price. Uh, but they're smart about it too. You know, they—it's a means to an end. They knew that they had a better shot of getting that championship as Miz. Being champion than Drew McIntyre, so I mean, it. it I just love how all of this is played out. And if anyone can do as far as you know getting the crap beat out of him, it's Miz. He does have a a great acting comical sense, great expressions, great selling. You know, I think if anyone on the roster is going to sell this as best as it could be, it's going to be the Miz. So I feel like it's only going to make Bobby look uh, like a million plus dollars in this so i'm excited i would probably watch raw specifically for this in this anticipation of what is going to happen and i i have a feeling other fans would too and that's why i think it would be great to have this happen on raw it's it's just one of those big moments that gets you hyped up on watching raw and maybe that could also help in the road to wrestlemania it gets people interested in watching raw on a weekly basis again um, as you as you head in that direction
0: you know, I, I agree with everything you said there, but I also, I think you can get some more mileage out of the Miz trying to weasel his way out of it and trying to, to to you know avoid what's coming, so to speak. And I think that there's there's definitely some mileage there. So I could see that. I could see a lot of it. So lots of good things and more topics to come. You know, they did this little interlude where Braun Strowman tried to work his way into the match, and Patrick O'Dowd. This will start with you. This is like a bonus question, right? How excited are you for Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania? Because that's got to be where we're headed at this point.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. You broke up a little bit.
0: How excited are you for Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania?
1: Oh, Shane McMahon. Oh, God. Um,
0: Your favorite wrestler.
1: He's I don't hate Shane McMahon. Like, I just, I don't, I'm tired of seeing him take... Bumps. I like the guy's got a family to quote Heath Slater. He's got
0: kids. <laughs> Stop it, man. So does Bob. Bob's got three of them.
1: Uh, but anyway, I, whatever. It's fine. Like that's a that's a Patrick O'Dowd bandwagon nerd. It's fine. Like it's fine. Just play the K thing or whatever. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like no. It's just, I came to K. There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees. I K.
2: Okay. Okay. I guess you Okay. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling
0: you to make sure you check out the Cheshire.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews podcast galore everything pro wrestling make sure you check it out thechairshop.com Heel of the week is our time to take a look at one of wrestling's most famous or infamous personalities from yesterday or today and decide how they were better as a babyface or as a heel. This week's babyface heel of the week, obviously, as you heard there, is none other than the icon sting. Miranda Morales will start with you. Sting. Better off as a baby face or a heel.
2: And of course, you would start with me because now I'm wondering like what constitutes sting as a heel and i'm is is some of the t n a work considered heel i
0: there was that uh, yes there was that really. there was
2: okay there was like a well, week or two I in w
0: c w Remember, I don't even it could even be people who were never a heel, but we think would have been better as a heel. So it, Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it's hard. I think that makes it so hard for me to visualize him as a heel because there just wasn't lots of glimpses of that. Um, I mean, Sting was the baby face that represented WCW for so long in all his iterations. And you know, he's synonymous with that, that company. And so for me, I I can only imagine him uh, as a face. And I'm sure there were, of course, you had those moments and glimpses of him as a heel, but, you know, his, his career, everything about him, whether it's surfer sting or crow sting, you know, he was able to really modify what a face looked like in his time in WCW. And it was kind of, you know, pretty revolutionary. Um, because even before you had kind of anti-heroes like Stone Cold and, and The Rock, you had this evolution of Sting, which was more of a loner who, you know, people didn't understand, but he morphed what I think people, uh, be, it became a little bit synonymous with, you know, this 90s vision of what a, a face looked like. And so that I completely contribute to him. And and I mean, that's huge for someone in his legacy and his career. Um, so I, I mean, face all the way.
0: Patrick O'Dowd.
1: So yeah, I to echo a lot of what Brad. it's really just hard to imagine him as a heel. Uh, and the few times that he did sort of dip his toe into those waters, he looked uncomfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird because if we were to talk about um, you know, Hulk Hogan, that, and that's going to be kind of my, my comparison. We'll, we'll here. get there someday. Hogan,
0: we'll, we'll get there. We'll get on I know, that one someday. Like,
1: yeah. That might like, be a whole but episode. Like Hulk Hogan thought about it. The decisions harder is, is, is what I guess I'm saying is because like Hulk Hogan wasn't sure about turning heel then did it. And it, it turned out great. And he did it great. And so then it makes it harder for me to be like, well, which Hulk Hogan do I prefer? I just, you know, sting went dark. Like, like Miranda said, and doing the the crow gimmick and the way that that was built, leading up to the, the worst arcade finish ever. <laughs> but but he was still like he was still the good guy. Like even when it was like where does his loyalty lie? Everybody knew where his loyalties lie because his feelings were hurt over War Games. So at the end of the day, he's just always it's, he's always been a face on television and in those roles that you've seen. Uh, more frequently and so it's really hard to kind of put him in there it's like i know here i'll use another comparison i know ricky the dragon steamboat can be a great heel because he did it outside of what you saw him on television but you never saw that on television and so it was always this quintessential babyface thing and that's the same thing i have with sting is like he's a better babyface because the one or two times he tried to do it and it was televised that where i could see it wasn't very good and he just didn't look comfortable doing it and he was so good whether he was a Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior knockoff, you know, late '80s, early '90s character, and until he transitioned into the Crow Sting, and when he got to like Crazy Sting and TNA and the Millionaires Club, or not the Millionaires Club, I can't remember what it's called, and
0: Joker and, uh, Impact, and, uh, Joker Sting.
1: Well, no, there was Joker oh. Sting, but he was part of the man Oh, of the Main Event, of yeah, Main Event yeah, Mafia, mafia yeah. Like his his main event mafia thing, he just he always felt out of place with that group yes. with Steiner and Nash and, and it was just weird. And so maybe it's just my own weirdness, quote, you know, or my own weird feelings about it, but yeah, I just don't think he was very good at it. So I go face sting all the way. And probably
0: oh. crow face sting to be to be completely blunt. I mean, Surfer Sting is vastly underrated. And Joker Sting Mm -hmm. is probably even more underrated. Like Joker Sting. It wasn't
2: bad. It was not bad at all.
0: I like Joker Sting. And and Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I I agree. Babyface all the way for Sting. Here's the thing. We've talked about this. And Patrick O'Dowd will will immediately remember the quote that I'm about to say. And he can probably say it in his head or say it with me right now. Sting's a guy. It's (laughs) something that I've said all along. Like Sting, as a human being... And, and the business kind of been a pushover. Like he should have gone over triple H at WrestleMania 31. He should have put his foot down. He didn't like as a human, that's just kind of where he is. And that's why I think the heel stuff just never really worked. I just don't think he can personally buy into the character and play it. I don't think he has that motivation within him to play that character. And so for me, I agree hundred percent. I think because of who he is and, and, his inability, like he has range, but he only has range as a baby face. He doesn't have range. That includes being a heel, which kind of, if you think about the wrestling business, puts him a notch below a guy like an edge, believe it or not, like in terms of maybe all time greats, because edge excelled at both and, and Sting staying canon. I really put them in the same category. If WCW continued, I could have seen a guy like edge being a big signing over there and being one of their huge stars. I just really could, um, Obviously, you couldn't call him Edge, so that would be the hard part, but that's neither here nor there. I, yeah, I babyface all the way with Sting as well, and I knew we were going to go that direction, but that's, you know, sometimes it's just what we have to do, and I think it's now, you know, Sting is prevalent, there's a good reason to talk about Sting, and that is where we are. So, we're all in agreement, babyface Sting. All
2: right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out again.
0: Now, the point of this show was not to talk forever about The Miz, but I do want to talk briefly about The Miz because of a story that came out that I just love. And I mentioned it on the Tuesday morning edition of Chairshot Radio, but I want to bring it up here because in a rare burst of great journalism, Sports Kita managed to snag an interview with Angry Miz Girl, who is now apparently happy Miz fan because she is excited that the Miz is now WWE champion thinks he's one of the best characters in the company and is nothing but a huge fan of the Miz right now and and obviously she got to come backstage she met the Miz after all that happened when angry Miz girl took off of course she was like 12 at the time and now she's like 22 so there's a big difference but Thoughts on just The Miz and the way that people look at him and the appreciation that he has received and the appreciation that he doesn't receive and maybe the appreciation that he'll never receive. Patrick O'Dowd.
1: I mean, you know how I feel about The Miz. I, I freaking love the guy. I think that his, his evolution and development from where he started as being that dude in the stands that was like a hype guy to, to cutting some of the best... He's just cut some of the best promos in the last 10 years. As you look at this, like people love Daniel Bryan and he cut the best promo on Daniel Bryan that I've ever seen in my life. And any, anybody who says otherwise is kidding themselves. Like the guy we talk about it, he's got it. I think people who, who dislike him or say they dislike him, they dislike his character and there's those people that have this weird convoluted notion as to what type of wrestler is quote-unquote sort of allowed to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this weird mentality amongst IWC folks and probably some wrestlers too. I, and it's funny. It's probably because I just listened to Arn Anderson on his podcast talk about this. Like, that you only can pay dues by, like, working the indies and doing you know, going from like gym to gym and, and and pulling up all the way through. And yeah, that's very honorable and noble and, and a great way to do it. But that's not the only way to do it. And, you know, there's always this weird sort of concept for people like The Rock, Roman Reigns, um, The Miz, these guys who, because they didn't go through this certain sort of path, don't deserve the accolades or the success. and. Can't really appreciate Randy Orton's another good example. Took fans forever to embrace that guy. And and he's worked for what he's gotten. And The Miz is the same way, too. I love him. I think he's great. I look forward to his Hall of Fame induction speech. Good on The Miz.
0: Miranda, what do you think?
2: You know, Patrick made a good point about what fans constitute as success or what they feel like constitutes success. And I would also add to that is they have selective memory. They want to remember certain things and forget others. And I think it also aligns too with, you know, the pathway that people get to the WWE. I think people still to this day, remember and recall them as being this reality TV star that landed in WWE and don't, and, and, and they have not shook that off. For 70 years, for a long time. Even though, you know, he's been with the company for so long, even though he's, you know, twice a triple crown champion, all of the accolades, all of the success, people still look at him as just this, you know, reality star that somehow warmed his way in WWE. And even someone who, you know, paid his due as far as doing different roles, you know, hosting and, wrestling and commentary. But if anything, it also shows how much uh, of, you know, how talented he is in all of those roles. Um So they want to f- remember those key things and then forget other things that he's done, you know, great feuds and people he's helped elevate and those moments where really he's been used as a catalyst for great feuds. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of shocked that people are So worried about him now because really his first win was just to really help build out, you know, Rock versus Cena. So and that's a role he's done well. And so why are we reading so much into this when we know that he's really being used to help catapult this next feud? And there's nothing wrong with that. There absolutely isn't. And he's one of the perfect people to do that with. So. I feel like it's it's a case of selective memory where people are stuck on these finite small details that happened so long ago. Uh, you know, people still carry resentment that he was, you know, Daniel Bryan's mentor. You know, I feel like those are things people still have ingrained in their memories. Um, and until and and I feel at this point they're never going to get over it. So you know fine they're not we're gonna get over it but at least acknowledge the good work that he has done the growth that he's had and really the utilization of him as the comp in the company is a rare one um and and he plays it well and the company uses him well
0: absolutely yeah he's very underappreciated by the fans. But that's there's a reason why the fans are in the crowd and not behind the scenes because The Miz has proven time and time again to be the ultimate utility player, the ultimate whatever WWE needs. He pulls it off, and he pulls it off with flying colors. He He's one of the few people that can go from you know feuding and, and getting his ass handed to him by Bad Bunny to being WWE champion to getting his ass whooped by Bob Lashley, doing right back into a feud with Bad Bunny, which is exactly what's going to happen during this road to mm-hmm. WrestleMania. And be one, and probably come out better because of it. And and you talk about Daniel Bryan. Everyone likes to talk about how Daniel Bryan was, you know, built by Ring of Honor and all that. Uh, Patrick O'Dowd and I have spent, you know, countless hours in a Ring of Honor show waiting for Daniel Bryan to come out and wrestle as Bryan Danielson, and loved every second of it. That had nothing to do with Daniel Bryan's success in WWE. The Miz had far more to do. If you talk about the two people most successful for Daniel Bryan's success are the Miz and Kane. And Triple H would be the third. Like, that's, you know, sorry, IWC, but that's just the truth. The Miz is a big part of that. Even when Dolph Ziggler, when they were trying to resurrect his career, who was it against? It was against The Miz. The Miz, by the way, has more indie experience than Dolph Ziggler, even though Dolph Ziggler was the internet darling for for years. The Miz actually worked the indies. People just don't remember because it was in Southern California that nobody was paying attention to at the time. Because if it's not PWG, nobody really knows what it is. Um, And they didn't exist back then. So... For The Miz to to come up the way he did and and whatever. At this point, if people don't appreciate The Miz, that is on them and there's really nothing that we can do about it. It is a shameful thing indeed that people feel the way they do about The Miz. Shameful indeed that's going to do it for this week's edition of the baby face heel podcast again head on over to processing forward slash the chair shot follow the website thechairshot.com, sports entertainment and sports entertainment at chair shot media on all of your forms of social media itunes spotify iheart google podcast so many more like subscribe leave us that five-star review patrick o'dowd you can find him at Wrestling Realist, that's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Patrick, I've done four straight editions of the Nerd Review, and and knew you all have. along what those were going to be. Thank you, thank you for having me. And so 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 now people have to get away from the heist movies for a week uh, and longer. <laughs> um,
1: well, for 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 multiple weeks, we got a whole new series really? of movies coming out. Yeah, we're uh, we're going into the world of kaiju and covering the Godzilla, the new Godzilla movies mm-hmm. that are coming out and there are, that have come out in the recent King Kong movie, Skull Island, that came out. Those are our next weeks because we're trying to build it to the debuting on HBO Max, Godzilla versus King Kong movie that Dave and I will review the week it drops uh, on HBO Max. So hopefully we time it out right. So a lot of kaiju big battle sort of stuff. Uh, with Godzilla and King Kong, not the wrestling promotion. So that's this that's what's coming on the Nerd Review
0: this week. Excellent. Very excited about that. So check that out, and maybe you'll learn something. You can yep. also follow along with Miranda Morales on Instagram and Facebook, not on Twitter, at the hashtag MirandaMiranda. Miranda. What can we expect on this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show?
2: Well, we are going to be talking about the kick that... Change the world of NXT. The implosion uh, of the undisputed era. We are finally going to be talking I can't wait. Hashtag Pat was right.
1: Fuck you, Pat.
0: I cannot wait. Cannot wait. I'm so excited. I am so excited. Awesome. Well, check that out Thursday over at TheChairShot.com. That's tomorrow for those of you listening on Wednesday. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you being a part of all this. You can follow me on all of your forms of social media at ChairShotGreg.com obviously lots of ways to follow along. I get questions all the time about health and leukemia and all that stuff. So that's where you get the, most of those updates come on, on Instagram. I keep trying to put one on Facebook cause I get people asking there who either don't have Instagram, don't follow, don't care, whatever it is, but I'll, uh, I'll try to get it out there too. So until then, uh, until next week when we'll talk about oh, who the heck knows, probably I'll probably like, like bask in my own glory of a successful wrestling event. But I am very excited about that. Very glad that you all are here with us this week. Excited for you to be here with us next week. Until then, for Patrick O'Dowd, for Miranda Morales, I am Greg DeMarco reminding you to always use your head.
2: You can look, but you-
0: I just pressed a button. I don't know. I I just pressed a button. It was there. That's what I pushed. Don't give me that look. All right. Don't give me that look, pal. It was
1: so fucking random.
0: That was so random. Sorry. I'll end the show with with this instead. I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to Jinder Mahal for what I said earlier in the show. All right. Please forgive me. There's no bigger fan of Jinder Mahal than myself.